What's going down, Knock Nation? My Knock Nation tribe, my peoples, how you been? It's your girl, the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you with another fire episode, as I always try to do, right here on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. Let's get into it. Hey, family, what's going down? That's my phrase. Get into it, because I'm going to be using it however long I feel like it, okay? Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were good. Anyhow, <laughs> I think it's fair that uh, I go ahead and give you guys some extra, extra, extra. Read all about it. Uh, for you youngins, y'all don't know what that is. It's okay. Uh, let's get into some news you absolutely cannot use. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. So here's the deal. I am in the process of a, what's the word? Acquisition. I'm acquiring. I'm trying to acquire. A home. Yeah. Now, here's, here's the thing. I don't have an issue acquiring the home. I have an issue with the home being uh, wanting to be acquired. <laughs> I think we'll say it like that. So I have now looked at, I don't even know how many homes, and I put offers on three different ones, and all three have outbid me. It, it's, it's amazing the way this housing market is going. For those of you who are... Um, daring to dip your toe into it. Hey, the sharks are real. Just make sure you you look for them before you just jump on in. Okay. People are getting astronomical amounts for their homes. Like I'll give you an example. So I went to one home and this home literally was going to be a tear down and rebuild. So let's just start there. And for those of you who are new to No Ordinary Church Girl, the Knock Nation fam, uh, I live in Texas. Okay, so let me put some context around that first. I live in Texas, all right? Not in California. And I'm saying that because of this. This house had like, oh, a lot of land. I'll say that for where I was. Had had a nice amount of land. And um, for Texas, depending upon, you know, where you are, you're going to pay more for land then you will so much for the house. Uh, that's kind of how it is here. Well, this house, like I said, you would have to tear it down and just rebuild your new one. The house wasn't like just done deal. They wanted $375,000 $375, for this house that you couldn't do anything with that you were going to have to tear down. They got four twenty-five dollars for the house. Now, I just told you, the house itself needed to be torn down. Like you, you really, if you lived in it, God bless you. That's all I'm going to say. And these people actually got $425,000 for this home. Now that same price point for those of you who know, Texas, you could go out to Frisco. You could go out to, to, um, uh, Midlothian. You can go out to Mansfield, get your pretty nice house. $425,000. This house ain't even a house you're going to get. This house is a house that you're literally going to, oh, I don't know, uh, tear down. <laughs> and you're basically paying for land. So, yeah, the, the, the next house. Can I entertain you just for a moment with my frustration? The next house was about 1,900 square feet, right? Now, what you need to know, there's a method to all of the things that I do. I don't, I don't do anything without some sort of strategy. That's just how I am. And this particular home, I said, you know what? I could do this for four years because I have four years left before both of my boys are out of school. 
My my oldest has two years. He'll be a junior this coming fall. And my youngest will be a freshman uh, this coming fall. So I got four years before done with school, per se. And uh, I looked at that house and I said, you know, yeah, we could do this for four years and I'll turn it into a rental because the community is a very um, competitive community as it relates to the school district. So I know that people would be wanting to get into the school district for their kids and they would want to rent a house until they could find one of their own. Yeah, that house. It's $325,000. Somebody came in and paid four ten dollars cash. Cash. Did you hear what I said? And I actually bid on that house. And that house has a, had a nice landscape. Like it had nice land, okay? Like nice land. I was like, I could do this because the boys have a nice little backyard. You know, they have friends over, blah, blah, blah. They outbid me with cash. I said, oh, okay, that's what we're doing now. We just go come in and say, look, I want this. Here's 410 cash. <laughs> Here's $410,000. Take it or leave it. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> it's, it's literally that insane. So, it, and, and I don't see this turning very soon. It will. But in the relation to what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to move, yeah. Your girl needs some prayers out there. So, you know, if you want to stretch your hand in my direction, if you want to look at a map and put your hand on Texas and just say, hey, Lord, look out for Cole Phillips. She out here trying to find a good deal. <laughs> Italian Stallion does not care about me. You know, he's already got a house. He doesn't. He, he beat this stupidity. He bought his house before it started. Uh, lucky you. That's all I'm going to say. I did. And it was nice. You know what? I don't care. Okay. Right now, housing, it does, it's, it's very bipolar. It is. Yeah, it's out of control. It's, it's very frustrating. Scrape up land. It's it's frustrating. It is. And and like it's truly a seller. Like it's a ridiculous. It's it's an insane and astronomical seller's market right now. The buyer is like, hey, where's a house? Not over here. <laughs> yeah, it's out of control right now. <laughs> so because everybody's panic buying. Man, it's just ah. Uh. And then California, everybody, I feel like from California is like, we got to get out of here. They're doing too many crazy things. Go to Texas. No. I love y'all. But no. <laughs> Stay there. <laughs> hey, I came from California. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> y'all had to forgive me. This, you know, I'm going to ask for your forgiveness. What's, what's the phrase they use these days? I don't know it. You know an Italian saying, help me out, my brother. Come on, you ain't talked to me in a while. I'm feeling I, some kind of way. What phrase? I don't know. It's something about, you know, ask for forgiveness later, something. They do it, but then they ask for forgiveness later, something. I don't oh, know. It's better to uh, ask for forgiveness and ask for per permission. There you go. There, I hear that often amongst salesmen. Not that I'm a salesman, but I'm just going to say that because I said Californians, you don't come here. <laughs> so take, <laughs> take it as. I meant no harm. I just want my house. You can come after I get my house. <laughs> Meanwhile, in my home with my sons, um, I have one who's extremely girl crazy. So I'm, I'm having to get and wrangle him up. Um, that would be my youngest, not my oldest. My oldest is wondering probably if he's going to ever get a girl girlfriend, which he will. I told him, look, God is saving you from the headache. That's all he's doing is right now. Little girls, don't, no offense. I was a little girl. Okay. No offense. Y'all can be too much when you're young. Some of you can be too much when you're older, but that's not the point. Y'all can be a lot. 
Okay. You know, you can, you know, you can, why do you have to do this? And when are you going to come back? And why will, will you have practice again? Well, you haven't called me yet. You're not done with your homework yet. And I told him, I said, you don't want all that. You don't need all that. Right. Just, just be grateful that God said, yo, your girl ain't showed up yet. Okay. You're all right. She going to show up like Pat Mahomes girl where she understood his life. Cause she had a little taste of it. And then when she got a chance to be in his life, it was all good. And this was like high school. They went off to college, separated, came back together. And, and you know, they doing the dang thing, I guess. I don't know. That's that's part of the story. I know. Italian Stallion's not helping me. I thought he was going to engage. So he's not engaging. And you I'm like. You haven't stopped talking yet. There, because there I have no a lot to say. For me to interject. <laughs> that would be interrupting. <laughs> and I don't interrupt. Well, now you're a gentleman, huh? I've always been a gentleman. Really? Not to me. Oh, yeah. I'm totally kidding. I Y'all just don't understand. I haven't had a chance to poke fun at my man. Every time I come and we're in the studio, I'm like, all right, hey, got to go. Bye. Like, that's literally hey, what it's I'm been. Hey, I'm here. Good job. Hey, Who all right. Here? See you nation. later. Later. Bye. <sighs> that's literally been my life for the last several months. Seriously. I think you, you guys don't understand. It's, it's, it's yeah. You, you'll understand as we continue on this journey together as I get back and connected with you all. I hope you missed me. That's all I got. That's my news you absolutely cannot use. I didn't give Mr. Italian Stallion a chance to talk because I, I had too much to say. Anymore. I love you dearly. I just had lots to say. Forgive I me. I still have more, but I'll I'm wait. sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get on. I'm going to get on. All right, guys. We're going to throw that out the window, okay? <laughs> so here's the deal. Or, um, let's talk, y'all. I, I, I have... You guys just don't understand how much I got to unpack on you. And I'm trying to um, slowly leak this out. I have so much that I want to share and help y'all grow because I feel like many of you have walked this out in so many different ways. So the topic today is do you really have swag? And 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 here's the thing. You know, you use this word and I've heard it. And, and, you know, it may not even be a word anymore. I don't even know. At this point, I can't keep up with all these things. Like, for example, we don't say fleek anymore, right? That's that that's gone, I guess. If you still say it, you can say it because you want to. How about that? Um, but for the sake of this show and me staying relevant, <laughs> I'm not going to say things. I'm trying not to say things that y'all don't say because I want y'all to be able to connect with me, okay? Now, moving on. Do you have swag? Like, do you really have swag? And and when we talk about swag, this is like people talk about outfits and attitudes and, you know, just confidence. And, and that's really where I'm going with this. Um, something that I hadn't shared in some time for those of you who are new and for those of you who've been hanging out with your girl. As you guys know, I'm big on sharing uh, how I live life, but also I really want to teach you how you can live life using the principles of God's word. Now, I don't give it to you so that you can basically leverage God's word and just say, oh, yeah, I took some of the Christian principles and I live a rich life. I'm in, a, I'm in peace. I'm in abundance, blah, blah, blah. No, my hope is that it will create enough curiosity for you to go and look deeper into having a relationship with God yourself, with Jesus yourself. OK, that's my goal. I always want to make that very clear. Because um, as much as I love to have fun and as much as I love to do what I do in every facet that I do it, um, I always want to make sure the point is clear that I am here 
and I feel my purpose is to help people become more and more curious about who Jesus is and who he can be to your life and how your life can be richer with him in it. And that means having a relationship with him. But you can't have a relationship with him if you don't know who he is, right? That's in anything. So do you really have swag? Now, here's what I love about Jesus and why I'm such a such a devout fan and, and try to follow and model after what he does and, and what he's done here on earth. So I'm going to read from John 9. So John, the ninth chapter, and I'm reading actually from what is called the easy translation. Now, the thing about translations, they are there to help break down language, right? They are not necessarily always going to be how it happened. So you got to be careful with translations, but for the sake of what I'm trying to portray in this particular episode, I really want you to get it in the way that it reads in this translation. Now, my voice is doing something silly. So if you hear me go, <clears throat> or, you know, a pause, that's why I just wanted to get that out because it is the allergy season is real. And I didn't used to be a sufferer, but that's neither here nor there. Let's go on. So John chapter nine. Um, and again, this is John chapter nine. I'm reading from the first, starting at the first verse, and it's the easy translation. That's the translation. So it says, while Jesus was walking along, he saw a certain man. This man had, had been blind since he was born. Jesus' disciples asked him, teacher, why was this man blind when he was born? Was it because he himself did something wrong or was it because his parents did something wrong? And Jesus answered, it was not either. This man or his parents did something wrong. It happened so that God could show his great work in this man. Now, the thing about Jesus that I love is that he's very confident in how he speaks, right? When you read anything that Jesus says, he's very matter of fact. And it's like, this is what it is. And this is how it's going to be. And boom, 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 boom. And, it, and it's like, he don't stutter. That's how I take it anyway. Right. So that's one example. And this is him um, going to, to in a space of healing, right? He heals a blind man. But what I really want to get to is same chapter, John 9, this is the scripture that I really want to, to zone in on about swag. So this is where the Pharisees are coming for Jesus. And the Pharisees are like religious leaders who live by the rules and regulations. You know, the, the law says, Moses' law says, so what you doing? But think of it this way, translate to current day. You know, you can't do that that way because that's not how others do it. That's not how things are set up. You got to follow and fall in line, whether you're in corporate America or whether you're, um, you know, venturing out and trying to be innovative and do something different, whether you're stepping out on your family's traditions. Okay. <clears throat> you know, that, that is hard when you're going against the grain and that's all Jesus did was like, yeah, I know what the law says, but I am the law and you go recognize. So anyhow, <laughs> let me get this so we can talk. John nine chapter, uh, John chapter nine, this is the 13th verse. The people brought the man who had been blind to the Pharisees. It was it was a Jewish day for rest when Jesus had done this. He had used mud to see the man to make the man's eyes able to see. So the Pharisees asked the man again, "How did you become able to see?" The man replied, "Jesus put mud on my eyes, then I washed and now I can see." Now, here's the thing. The Pharisees are like, "Oh, okay. So, what what are we talking about? What's who's this man, Jesus, and what who does he think he is?" And so we if we go down to the 40th verse, it says some of the Pharisees who were there with him heard this. They asked Jesus, do you mean that we are also blind? Jesus said to them, if you really were blind, God would not punish you for the wrong things you have done. Get that. Jesus said, if Jesus said to them, if you really were blind, God would not punish you for the wrong things that 
you have done. But you can see, but you say that you can see. So you do wrong things with your eyes open. God will punish you for that. Jesus is one of those individuals that when he comes in a room and when he makes his point, he makes his point very clear and he does not stutter. My question to you today is, do you stutter when you stand on what you believe? Do you stutter? And what I'm saying to you, I know it's like, wait, where are you going with this? So are you a person who can stand on what you believe when people don't believe in you? Are you a person who can stand on what you believe you need to be doing with your life when people disagree? Are you a person who has the type of swag you can stand in the midst of all adversity? Because this is a time what you're seeing here is Jesus is basically letting these people know, look, I know who I am and I know whose I am. And I know what I'm sitting here to do, and I'm going to do it. It does not matter if you like it, and it does not matter if you do like it. I'm still going to do it. Some of you may be struggling with, you know, starting something new, stepping outside of your family tradition, stepping stepping outside of the norm of what is maybe um, acceptable by society, and it's uncomfortable, and it's scary. And you're questioning, is this right for me? So I'm going to throw the question back at you. Do you really have swag? Because to have swag is a, is a sense of confidence. It's a different way. It's a different vibe that you bring to a room. I was recently in a uh, panel. I was a part of a panel of a conference. And there was a young lady in that conference that was very confident in her delivery. She was very sure of herself and I liked it. Now it could be misconstrued because of her confidence, because of how she stood, how she postured herself. Um, all, all of these things could have been misconstrued as she's full of herself. But if you listen to her speak and if you listen to the way um, she was explaining herself in the different topic matters that were being addressed, you would, the mature person would say, hmm, she knows her stuff. My question is, can you do that? Because the thing about Jesus that I love is that when he came to make a point known of what he was sent to do, he never wavered from it. He never wavered from it. He might question and he had a moment of questioning, but at the end of the day, he still did what he was sent to do. So where, where are you now coming out of this pandemic, this quarantine, this chaos? Where are you? Where are you in terms of what you want to do or what you feel led to do, what you see yourself doing? How do you desire your life to be? And my question is, are you pursuing it? Do you have a swag, a posture, a confidence that you know that you know this is right for me? Because that's where we are in this particular time with this particular um, season of life in the world, really. Everybody's putting a stake in the ground. This is how I feel about this. This is what I'm going to do. There's, there's so many topic matters even around the vaccine. I can't tell you how many people have asked me my position on the vaccine. And I tell them the same thing that I'm willing to tell you all and anyone else who listens. Um, 
I haven't made a decision either way whether I'm going to get it or not. But no shade and no shame on anybody who chooses to do so. Even in my own house, it's divided. I have folks who feel that they should or at least are leaning towards it. Whereas me and my kids are like, nah, not really. <laughs> nah, not for us. But we're good with that. I had a conversation with my son yesterday and I loved this conversation with him because it, he recognizes that if I were to care about what other people think, then what I think becomes diminished. What I, what I feel is important becomes less and less when I focus too much on what everybody else thinks or what everybody wants or how everybody else will feel if I go a different direction. The thing about Jesus during this time that I was reading to you is that he was very clear. He knew who his enemies were and he also knew who was for him. And no matter what, on either side, he stood and remained the same. He did not waver one way with one over the other. And that is something that I feel when you talk about swag, that's what it is. My enemies know me to be this and so do those who are for me. I don't change. I am who I am. And in this season, this is what it's about. And this is what I'm doing. And this is how I'm doing it. That is not to make anyone feel less than. That's not to hurt anyone. I've had to have some very difficult and uncomfortable conversations with close friends about things that happen in my life and decisions that I've made. And it's like, okay, all right now, you sure? Look, I love you dearly. And I know you mean no harm. And I know it's all love where you're coming from. I'm sure. I'm good. And I'm good because my swag, if I may, is not dependent upon the people I'm with nor the people I'm doing it for. My swag is all dependent upon what God shows me and what God says is right for me in the season that I'm in. That's it. That's all. And I can smile and, and I can be at ease and say that confidently. Guys, look, I'm over here looking for a house, right? in a market that's so absolutely insane in terms of just the price point of what should be versus what is happening. But I'm believing God's going to give me a deal. Why? Because there's things he showed me as to why it's time to move, as to why it's time to get out of the house that I'm currently in. And because of that, I'm like, all right, we're going to make this move. Do I know where the house is? Do I know for sure how it's going to turn out? Nope. I know the deadline's June. We're in about in the middle of May, April, right? So I got the latter part of this month and all of next month. But it's got to be June that it's done. That's, that's what I do know. So what happens between now and then is all on me in terms of how I view it, in terms of how I go after it. And that's the thing I really want to drive home is how is your posture about the things you say you would desire or the things you say you're doing in your life? Does your swag say you talk more than you do? I'm going to take a drink on that because that's happening a lot right now. Does it? <laughs> and, and again, no shade and no shame. We've all been there. I've had it. And, and honestly, when you find me talking more than I'm executing, it's usually because I'm unsure. And I'm actually talking myself up to go do. <laughs> that's what I do. I'm not saying that for everyone. But a lot of times, if you don't see me executing yet, for those who, who are closest to me or even those I've shared stuff with, and you don't see me at the point of execution, it's because I'm talking myself up to get there. Like, all right, 
Come on, girl. You got to get there. Come on now. It's time. Like you've been talking too much. This okay. It's time to start. Ex- even if you just do this today, do something. That's me doing that to, to push myself. But my question is, what are you doing? How are you making sure that you are pursuing the things you say you're going to pursue so you can continue to draw in the resources and you can continue to draw in opportunities that align with where you are in your life right now? Is your swag truly aligning with what you say? Because if it doesn't, I got to tell you, you might want to look in the mirror, check yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to check you. Check yourself. It's always good when you can check you and not wait for somebody else to do it. Because sometimes, it just, you know, it just, it just don't sit well, make you a little mad, and then it takes a minute, then you finally get it together. <laughs> but when you check yourself, right, then it's a lot easier because you just made a decision like, all right, get it together. Let's go. So, so again, does your swag align with what you say? And if it doesn't, it's time for you to check yourself, to get back into alignment like we said, get back to self in the last episode. You got you to gotta do it. It's time. So this has to be a point in your life where you say, is what I'm saying, is my swag, my posture, how I present myself, what I'm doing, my purpose in this season of life, does it align with what I say? And if it doesn't, it's time to get those bad boys in alignment. So you can start receiving what you deserve. And in and in today's episode, if you got nothing out of those scriptures, get this. I'm going to leave you with this one. John chapter 8. And I'm going to read again from the easy translation. And the part that really got me, I'm sorry, I lost my little, my little spot. I'm kind of mad at myself. So it's starting the sixth verse. He says, they asked this question for a reason. They wanted Jesus to say something wrong so they could punish him. Now, remember, I told you the Pharisees are people who were hating on Jesus. They were looking for reasons to say, see, I told you he wasn't who he said he was. See, see, this joker, see, see, right? And you know those people exist. They exist in your life right now. Literally, I did a post on No Ordinary Church Girl, uh, and I said, like, there are people who want front row seats to see your failure, but those same people want those same seats if they're wrong, meaning they want to reap the benefits of your success if they're wrong. But they still want to be there if you fail. They want to be able to see it and say, yeah, I knew that wasn't going to work. And guess what? No, I mean, I ain't going to block you, but you're going to get some binoculars. That means your view going to be different because you're going to be a little further back to watch me do my thing. So again, Pharisees were looking to... See Jesus fail. And, and this is what I love about Jesus' swag. Here we go. But Jesus bent himself down. He started to write on the ground with his finger. He didn't even acknowledge them. When they were like, so what you got to say? What you going to do, man? What you going to do? What you like, man, I ain't, I'm not even acknowledging your existence. He bent down, started writing on the ground like, do, 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 do. I ain't fooling with you. So then he stood up and this is what he said. Has any one of you never done anything wrong? That person may throw the first stone to kill her. And of course, none of them had anything to say at that point, right? And then he said, he stood up and he said to the woman, where they, where are they? Is there no one still here who wants to punish you? She said, there is nobody, sir. So Jesus said, I also do not want to punish you. Go away and change the way you live. Do not do wrong things again. So it, it's like in Jesus's posture in every point, it was just like, here's the fact. Here's what I got to say about it. Let's keep it moving. Can you do that for yourself when someone comes for you? Here's the fact. Yep, this, that, or the other. It is what it is. But here's where I'm going now. And that's it. That's all. Can you do that? 
Can you stand in the midst of adversity, opposition, resistance, whatever you want to call it, and still keep your swag, keep, still keep your posture about what you feel purposed and called or uh, in this season, what you want to do with your life? That's the question of the day. Do you really have swag? And if you don't, get it together because it's time. We all want to live our best life, as they say, or live in abundance. Have your wealthy place. Be healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? Well, if you're going to do all of that, you got to have your swag together. So get in alignment with what you say and how people see you is who you are, not how they want you to be. All right. So I always say this and I'm going to keep saying it. You know, I want to hear from you. We don't get to talk much lately. Get in the DM. I don't mind. You know, DMs can get a little kooky, but not mine. I got to admit, you guys are really cool. So please continue to drop it in the DM. I don't mind because I got a whole segment that I haven't really had a chance to use lately. So drop it in the DM. I want to hear from you. Give me some commentary. Give me your thoughts. Drop in the comments. I'll be posting a course and, and you can feel free to say whatever you like. As long as you don't say nothing out of line because I will yank you. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I probably will. We love. <laughs> Well, you know how I say in every week and every chance that I get, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. I'll talk to you soon, family.